Hello and welcome to the Rx Counter, a podcast produced by student pharmacists at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy, where we provide student insight into the pharmacy profession. I'm Emily Steimel, a P2, and today I'm joined by three other student pharmacists. I'm Mark Nagel, a P1. I'm Tanner Fry, a P2. And I'm Carrie Starbeck, a P2, and today I'm going to be talking about point-of-care testing and kind of the pharmacist's role of -of point-of-care testing and how it's grown and changed even just in the last year. So first, I'm just going to start off and kind of explain what point-of-care testing is. And basically, it's just lab testing close to the site of patient care. So it's not like these labs have to be sent off somewhere to kind of be run to figure out the results of whatever test is being done. They're very much in a sense, rapid test results. And there are many different types of approved point of care testing kits that are available for use today, including things from testing for illnesses and infections, such as influenza, hepatitis C, HIV, strep, and most recently COVID-19 and also testing for like patient health parameters in the sense of blood glucose levels, INRs, A1Cs. So it really ranges from illnesses, acute illnesses and infections, but also can help kind of test patients and their values for chronic conditions. And this kind of would bring up an ideal situation of having patients being able to receive this point of care testing, have a pharmacist interpret results, evaluate the results, and then have the patient be able to walk away from the pharmacy with an appropriate plan or appropriate treatment from the results that they receive from this test. So now I'm going to kind of talk about some potential benefits of having pharmacists and pharmacies kind of partake in point of care testing more or increase the frequency of point of care testing within a community setting potentially. So one thing that it could very much enhance is microbial stewardship. And this is because only about 15, 10 to 15% of patients with a sore throat who go to the doctor to kind of see if they have strep or not, only about 10 to 15% of them actually have a positive strep A test. However, up to 75% of these patients are receiving antibiotics. And as we know, as pharmacy students, antibiotics don't do anything to treat a viral infection or a sore throat that is not from a bacterial cause. So this just increases resistance and, I mean, is just not good antimicrobial stewardship practices. So having pharmacists being able to kind of interpret these results and understanding the concepts behind the microbial stewardship um, could decrease, I mean, resistance in the long term. I think also in terms of this is a lot of patients who go looking for a diagnosis, they want medication to treat it, whether it be an actual beneficial treatment of getting rid of an infection, if it is bacterial or just symptom management. So having pharmacists able to either work with a collaborative practice agreement and prescribe antibiotics when necessary could be beneficial, but also with patients who have negative tests, negative point of care testing results, The pharmacist is there and 
able to provide accurate over-the-counter treatments. And this can really help with symptom management, which would potentially decrease patients requesting antibiotics in a sense that they don't need them, but still allow them to get that medical advice and even kind of the peace of mind of knowing that a medical professional has accurately recommended something for them to manage their symptoms. And that kind of brings me to the point of collaborative practices with point of care testing. Pharmacists who are able to do this point of care testing, a lot of them at this point, yes, they can get the results of these tests, but then at this point, if it is a positive test, what can they do about it? And unless we put into place means for pharmacists to actually treat patients and get them the treatment that they would need, the point of care testing is kind of a moot point in the sense that, yes, this patient could have a positive test result, but then what can the pharmacist do about it if they don't have this collaborative practice agreement? So I guess I just have a question to pose to you guys of just kind of first impressions or thoughts on point of care testing in the sense of a community pharmacy. I like everything that uh, you've brought up so far, Carrie. I think point of care testing is something that uh, pharmacy can really take a hold of and um, also utilize to kind of increase uh, the access to care for patients. Sometimes if you have to go to a clinic, these are only maybe uh, in bigger cities or on the outskirts of them. So our folks who live in more rural areas might have more trouble get into these uh, point of care testing sites. And so if they're not, if they're having trouble getting to the point of care testing sites, we, or they might be just missing something in general that could be um, either found by a pharmacist or even someone else. And so I think this is one thing that pharmacy could really take a hold of. Yeah, I agree with what Tanner has already said and what Carrie has said. Um, I know it's pretty convenient for patients to come into the pharmacy. I know we get patients coming into the pharmacy and asking if this is serious enough that they need to go into the walk-in clinic because it is. it does take a lot of time to go into the walk-in clinic and then to be seen. So we do get a lot of patients coming in and because we're easy or easy access, um, they can come right up to the counter. So I think being able to give these point of care testing is just like another site that would be easy access to patients. I would say that I also agree with you all that it would definitely improve accessibility for patients. And I know this is anecdotal and anecdotal evidence is not the best, but also um, I can't tell you how many times as a kid and growing up, I was prescribed Augmentin um, probably like 15 to 20 times because I got like bronchitis or sore throats very often. And I'm sure that about half those cases were probably viral, but like I hardly, if ever, got the strep test. So I do also think that something like this could also improve patient outcomes um, regarding the like administering strep tests at a pharmacy. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I kind of want to go back and touch on something that Tanner said about increasing accessibility. And we've kind of talked about the acute infection at this point. And now I'm going to bring it over a little bit to still illness disease states, but a little bit more long term in the sense of HIV. 
And um, 14% of patients who are positive for HIV are unaware that they are positive for HIV. And that accounts for approximately 38% of HIV transmission, meaning that it is an issue that there are people out there who are unaware that they are HIV positive and are spreading it. And point of care testing could allow for easier access of HIV testing. It could decrease transmission of these long-term, like lifelong diseases and illnesses. And the same goes for hepatitis C. About half of the 3.5 million people with hepatitis C in the United States are unaware that they have hepatitis C and could be spreading it. So I think this increased accessibility could potentially bring these numbers down of the amount of people who are unaware of these long-term diseases that they could be spreading and could really benefit just the general public health. So uh, one question I have is for our pharmacies, like, for example, just like one of your chain uh, community pharmacies, such as Hy-Vee, uh, Walgreens, CVS, how do, how can those type of pharmacies uh, go about getting a collaborative practice agreement? And I'm asking this because um, you do have pharmacists who work in some of these clinics, and sometimes that is possible to have the CPAs, but um, kind of just wondering how we can increase the reach to these more um, standalone pharmacies. I mean, I think... We always go back to advocacy and legislation, but really that's what it would take to be able to get these collaborative practices going and kind of mainstream for most pharmacies because laws in place do not allow pharmacists to currently practice at the top of their license and changing legislation is what could allow pharmacists to do just that by I mean, administering these point of care tests and then treating patients accordingly. And I'm not saying that every single patient that comes into the pharmacy would qualify to receive this test and then receive treatment if they have a positive test. This isn't pharmacists taking away from what doctors do. We still obviously need doctors and there is very much a role for that. It would just potentially allow access for patients who have illnesses but don't necessarily need critical medical care that they can be treated by a pharmacist. So in the sense of the HIV and hepatitis C, we wouldn't necessarily need a collaborative practice in this sense because a patient could either get a negative test and they could go about their life knowing that they're currently negative for this um, transmissible disease. But if they do have a positive test, then at that point, the pharmacist has given them access to this test to find this result out, but then they are immediately being referred to prescribers so that they can accurately manage this, like this disease. So I don't know if that directly answered your question in the sense I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I mean, legislation is important, but it also isn't necessary to have a collaborative practice for pharmacists and pharmacies to really utilize this point of care testing. It provides easy access or easier access than going to a clinic and maybe even a more approachable setting for someone who could be concerned about being positive for either of these um, diseases. So I think collaborative practices would be great in the sense of acute illnesses, but not necessary for all point of care testing. 
There is, I just wanted to add, there is a bill going through the legislation right now in Iowa for um, relating to collaborative practice agreements. And it's, it needs to be voted by the House, I believe, is what I understand the House needs to vote on it. But it includes the prescription and administration of vaccines and collaborative practice, pharmacy practice. From my knowledge, it can be vaccines, but it also pertains to like any collaborative practice agreement. So kind of going off another way that point of care testing can be utilized. We've talked about the acute illnesses. We've talked about the long-term illnesses. And now I want to talk about managing chronic conditions such as diabetes, hyperlipidemia, or even cardiovascular risk prevention with like anticoagulation and the INR testing. So these are all types of conditions that can be managed by using point of care testing at pharmacies. So diabetes, um, you can do blood glucose levels and A1Cs. For hyperlipidemia, you can do lipid panels and then for that anticoagulation testing INRs and making sure that patients' um, pharmacotherapy is really being managed and optimized. So this is a lot of times what people are doing in ambulatory care clinics, but an ambulatory care clinic, while it is maybe more accessible than an inpatient hospital stay, it is still not quite as accessible as a community pharmacy. So Clearly, all pharmacists, whether they're practicing in ambulatory care or practicing in community pharmacy, they had the same schooling. And while some ambulatory care pharmacists did have that extra uh, postgraduate training with residencies, I think all pharmacists are taught to understand these lab values to manage conditions. So allowing a community pharmacist to kind of check these A1C levels, these INRs could give them the opportunity to then reach out to prescribers and say, hey, have this patient of yours who their INR is way too high and we need to adjust their warfarin dose. And things like that could be life-saving or, hey, this lipid, like this cholesterol medication isn't working for them in the way it should be. I think we need to adjust doses. So again, very much what an ambulatory care setting does, but making it more accessible in the community setting. And I do believe that pharmacists get this training and are proficient in it by the time they graduate pharmacy school. So I guess one of my questions that goes along with this is what implications would this have in terms of um, like insurance and how would something like this get paid for? So I think again, this goes into provider status of a pharmacist. Because pharmacists are not viewed as providers in terms of Medicare, Medicaid, those insurances cannot be billed for pharmacists work at this point or pharmacists care. And so a lot of times like private insurance companies kind of follow in a sense what Medicare and Medicaid do. So being able to, again, get that provider status would allow pharmacists to more easily bill for services like this. Um, I do know that there are pharmacies who are doing point of care testing. I mean, especially with COVID right now. So rapid antigen testing and antibody testing, pharmacies are just charging out of pocket costs right now. And I know at least at my job, we've told patients, you do have to pay out of pocket right now, but we will give you a receipt and you could try and submit it to insurance later. But that's again, 
at the moment, putting the kind of the burden on the patient at this point saying, hey, we can provide this testing for you. We still need to be reimbursed. And we really encourage your insurance company at this point to reimburse you for it. But there's no guarantee right now at this point. So, I mean, being paid for it, pharmacies could say we're charging this amount out of pocket and make it comparable to what patients copay would be if they were going to a clinic is one way to kind of address that without the provider status at this moment. And talking a little bit about kind of the rapid testing with COVID brings in a little bit more of a current event topic with COVID in itself. And I didn't really know that point of care testing was being done at pharmacies, at least not where I was working prior to any COVID testing. So I feel like I've definitely gotten a little bit more exposure to the point of care testing in the last few months since we've started doing the antigen and antibody testing. And I think it's been a really cool experience just to see that kind of unfold firsthand. Um, just even if it's this one small area of rapid testing that might not last forever grow, I've still seen it firsthand and it's been a really good experience even to just perform the rapid testing or perform the point of care testing myself as a pharmacy student. Do you believe that the role that pharmacy has taken on in point of care testing with COVID throughout the pandemic has strengthened the argument for um, more authority for pharmacies in not just point of care testing, but um, kind of like all the private, the provider status and everything that comes with that. I mean, I personally believe that pharmacists and pharmacies in general have taken on huge amounts of responsibility in terms of managing this pandemic, whether it be that point of care testing with COVID tests, um, kind of allowing people to make these appointments if they can't get in at the hospital, especially towards, I mean, the beginning when testing was so hard to come by and it was so different in state to state. But then once pharmacies really started taking on the role and responsibility of performing these tests, it allowed so much more access for people to, I mean, get tested for COVID. And this allowed for them to find out the results quicker and quarantine when they needed to or have that early results to inform the people that they've been around recently to hopefully slow the spread if possible. So, and then don't even get me started on the vaccines, the large role that pharmacists have taken in just vaccinating the general public. The amount of, I mean, vaccine appointments that I've seen go through my pharmacy has just grown exponentially in the past few weeks and months. So I definitely think that pharmacies are taking on these roles and responsibilities and we're making great progress in showing that we are important healthcare providers and we should be seen that way and valued that way as well. Okay, so today, I mean, I kind of addressed a lot, everything from that acute illness and infection to those long-term diseases, and I mean, chronic conditions that pharmacists can help treat and manage with these point-of-care tests, and I just kind of wanted to bring awareness that this could be an important step and kind of next step for pharmacists and pharmacies to really practice at the top of their license, regardless of what the current legislation says, because as of right now, we have the capabilities to do these point of care testing. And I think doing what we can right now can really prove that 
it should continue and that it's a beneficial thing for pharmacies and the general public. That's all the time we have. Thank you everyone for sharing. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time at the RX counter.